Welcome to the Move With Tank podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Tancini. He is a doctor of physical therapy, owner of Ground to Overhead Physical Therapy, a strength and conditioning coach, former college athlete, four-time CrossFit regional athlete, and a national-level Olympic weightlifter. On the show, he will cover ways for active individuals and athletes, just like you, to stay healthy and improve their performance without the need of surgery, injections, and pain medication. If you ever have any questions for Dr. Tansini, which you would like answered, send over an email or message through Instagram at drtank underscore dpt. So without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Tank. Okay, guys, this is Dr. Michael Tansini here at Grand Overhead PT, and uh, today I have Gino and David with me from uh, CrossFit Brave in Cary, and uh, um, I've known these guys for a while now, and I've been trying to, you know, they're super, super busy people, and um, you know, with, you know, one of them's about to get married, one of them uh, has a job, I mean, has other things that he's involved with, plus he has a family and kids, and uh, lives an extremely busy life, and um, uh, anyone who's out there who's been a gym owner or owned a business in the past knows how uh, crazy owning a business can, can be, especially in these times with COVID-19. So um, guys, I, I really appreciate you just carving out the time to sit down and chat with me. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Yeah, 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 awesome. Um, so uh, now, how are you guys holding up with the COVID-19? So everyone who's listening, um, if you uh, have been paying attention to the news or, or if you've been alive uh, here a little bit you know, in the recent, uh, guys probably with the pandemic that's going on right now and um, how it's had an effect on everybody, uh, especially gym owners. Uh, gym owners like you guys, you know, have you know, impacted so much. You guys were forced to shut down, um, yet you, you know, you guys are still bringing value and doing everything you can to live out your mission to help the people in the gym. Um, but uh, how are you guys holding up there over at Break? So actually, we've been holding up pretty well as far as the membership goes. Um, we haven't seen that much of a decline as far as people needing to pause their membership or um, cancel their memberships uh, due to like, you know, the COVID stuff and being out of work. But um, as far as like a lot of gym owners, they're down 25% or so as far as their membership goes. And we've been holding pretty strong. So it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting change. Uh, yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm a super in-person type guy. So being virtual is, uh, is challenging, but it's been going pretty well. It's good, man. It's good. Now, uh, now David, let's, let's start with you. And, uh, can, uh, you just, you know, David, you and then, uh, Gino and, uh, can you guys just kind of introduce yourself and tell everyone who uh, you guys are? Uh, so my name is David. Um, one of the co-owners with Gino at CrossFit Brave. Uh, I've been doing CrossFit for uh, over seven years now. Uh, I've been coaching for about six and a half. Um, so probably about a one year time before I actually started coaching. 
was a personal trainer prior to that, uh, was a collegiate athlete prior to that. Um, so a lot of experience in the fitness field. Um, so I got into CrossFit in Texas, where I'm from, moved to North Carolina, <clears throat> was under um, a, a really good mentor for a couple of years, and then got put in the position to run CrossFit Brave as kind of the head coach. Um, and then a couple of years later was offered the ability to purchase the gym and uh, realized that I, I couldn't do it alone. Um, so that's kind of where our partnership comes into play. But uh, other than that, I'm a full-time firefighter uh, with the city of Durham. So I've got two jobs as well, which is can be very time consuming, but uh, it's very rewarding at the same time. It's awesome, man. So what sport did you play in college? Uh, work life is at, at the college. Oh, what? what sports did you play? Oh, what I played, uh, play? Sorry, I played uh, college basketball. Oh, nice. Oh, which school? Uh, upstate New York. I played at Elmira College. It was okay. a small D3. And then uh, I finished school at Sam Houston State where um, I was just a college kid. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Nice. Nice, man. Uh, so do you still pick up any, like, pickup games around town, or? Uh... The players here are really good. I don't know if you knew, but <laughs> you got to yeah. be careful about picking up games in, yeah, in North I, Carolina. I attempted to pick up on the Duke team. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, shoot around a little bit when I'm at work. Um, but other than that, not not really. Can still can still get after it because I'm kind of fit with CrossFit. So, but not really. It's awesome. Uh, that's, that's the beauty of CrossFit there, right? Uh, keeps you moving, keeps you active, and um, you're, you're probably stronger and fitter than you were back when you played. Uh, way stronger and fitter. I wish I would have been in CrossFit in my, like, high school to my early collegiate years because I would have been bigger, stronger, faster, and that was actually something for me personally that I lacked when I played. I was a skinny kid that didn't have a lot of muscle, so... Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I said the same things. Um, uh, you know, back when I was coming up through high school, I played baseball in college, and uh, I would say like, like I'm, like I wish that I had found this a little bit earlier. You know, like kind of j half jokingly around with like the fourteen and fifteen year olds you see in like the group classes, and you're like, man, like I wish I was in your, or I wish I had found this when I was your age. Right. So I totally agree with that. So it's just more more functional, but like you're, you're just more of an animal when you play. So even in my old yeah. age, when I go back and play basketball, it's like I'm I'm definitely in the old man basketball game. But uh, <laughs> you can just move around everybody easier. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you're probably not pulling muscles like they are. Uh, no, no, not at all. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, Gino, uh, what about you? Which, uh, can, can you introduce uh, yourself to everybody? Sure. Yeah, I'm Gino. Um, I was originally a Hawaiian born out in uh, San Diego, California. So I grew up as a Southern California kid doing a lot of uh, surfing and uh, not paying attention to stuff, but uh, decided I needed to do something else. So I uh, ended up joining the uh, Air Force after 9-11 and Spent about a little over 13 years um, deployed and did a lot of uh, different things as a pararescue man. So I became an active paramedic, um, still am uh, from that time. But uh, 
about 2011, I was shot and um, forced to medically retire. Um, I took a hit to the shoulder, and so I uh, got to do the whole wounded warrior thing after getting out, and um, that was when I had met a couple of uh, pretty unique people that kind of helped me transition out into the uh, the real world and into the business world. And uh, one of the companies I ended up partnering up with was a, a group of MIT guys out of Boston that are really awesome guys, a bunch of engineers. And so right now we have a machine shop up in Boston. We make all kinds of different Batman toys for, for climbers and other military members now. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool and, uh, and different type of, of setup, but uh, just figured it wasn't busy enough and I needed to do something else. And uh, I uh, met this guy named David through my wife because she's an active CrossFitter and, and they had met previously. So uh, I'd never even heard of CrossFit <laughs> at this point. Uh, this was probably, I don't know, five or six years ago. And so I uh, got introduced pretty harshly. My first day at CrossFit was uh, the first uh, open wad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Which one? This Which was, one? Yeah, this was uh, one, I think. 15-1. This is where you had to, uh, it was a nine-minute AMRAP of i can't remember what it was but then you had six minutes to hit a max clean and jerk after that <laughs> oh yeah 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 that was that was awesome yeah so that was my first day exposed to uh, <laughs> hey hey at least it wasn't uh you know seven minutes of burpees on your first day yeah, it's true or murph you know that would have yeah. been fun. Yep. So, uh just on the side note of murph too i was actually there um during the time that that happened with him so <laughs> a pretty interesting connection between our gym and a lot of the guys that are in the special operations world. So I actually know several of them. Uh, and we're actually out there looking for, for people out in the mountains uh, when that happens. So oh, wow. that's a little bit near and dear to our hearts too. So we, uh, we still do it actively. And even in COVID-19, we're still going to figure out a way to make it work. So yeah, uh, it's a pretty uh, important thing for everybody to realize that it's more than just you know, a workout, it's actually people. And there's uh, a lot of people that were affected by it, you know, in the tens of thousands at the time. And then just even now still how many people are affected by it. So it's a, it's a good thing to, to do and everybody should at least try it out, not by themselves. Cause it's a, not, it's not a doozy, time. but uh, you can definitely scale it and figure out different ways to participate, but it's a really good, good thing to do. So yeah, it's been uh, kind of an interesting journey because uh going through and, and being injured, you kind of get a new perspective on how you can still get back and do things after you've been through an event, you know, which could be completely debilitating. I've seen guys that have missing limbs and arms and legs that are still on active duty, still operating, doing things, and, and they're still able to function sometimes better. Um, you can't get frostbite on a foot you don't have. So it's like, <laughs> sometimes a win is a win, you know, you gotta take them where you get them. So it's, uh, it's been interesting and it's kind of, uh, it, it, develops a little bit of personality within our gym too about how we want to treat athletes and do things with them too to make sure that we can stay as a big community and keep having them come to the gym and and, and build a stronger human even if they're injured or have stuff that they they can't get through on their own so it's definitely probably the best part of why i like doing what we're doing now and teaming up with david to keep brave going as long as we can that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, I have so much on my respect for like the special operator or just any, any active duty. I'm military. Um, so I, I had the opportunity to uh, provide care for uh, the special operations down on Fort Bragg um, during in their Thor three program. 
few years back and, um, you know, met some really, really cool guys and worked super close with them as they went through their training and uh, helped them stay, you know, put together. And, uh, you know, super awesome guys, like, who want nothing more than to just um, really pr protect the country, you know, and, like, provide for everybody in our country. And uh, they're, you know, it's an amazing group of people to be around and um, just to kind of see firsthand. Um, you know, I think a lot of people like to see the military from afar, and uh, they really don't know what goes on. Um, but, uh, you know, like, when listening out, like, uh, you know, look into it, guys. Like, you know, uh, if you know anyone who's been active duty or is active duty, like, really support them. And, um, you know, because it's – they fight for your life every single day, whether you know it or not. And people that you'll never even know. Uh, so, um, Gina, well, uh, thank you so much for the service, man. And, um, you know, all the – dedication effort that you put in to keep our country what it is now today. Yeah, it's also good and important to, to realize that people like David too and the first line firefighters and oh yeah especially now too you know it's the same way you know the appreciation only comes during the time of the pandemic but every other time you know they don't pull over whatever your fire truck's coming down the road so yeah all those out there that are are listening that uh, you know everybody's important that has a job to do. Man, you're definitely right. Um, you know, like like David, like it takes a special person, man. While everyone's running out of a building, to say, you know what, I'm gonna run run inside and uh, uh, save everybody in there. Um, yeah, you know, that that <laughs> yeah the, the part of CrossFit is is that I last way longer on an air bottle than other people that don't. <laughs> <laughs> so. Via how big I am and my lung size, I last as long as like the little guy that's five four. So yeah. it's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, man, that's awesome. You know, like especially now. So so like as a you know active active firefighter, um, how has the COVID nineteen affect you? Because like we, we talk about this social distancing, but but there's no way you can social distance if you're pulling someone out of a building. Right. Um, so obviously it's, it's what's the highest priority, right? The highest priority is worrying about me getting COVID-19 and saving somebody. So that's kind of the higher priority. We have a lot of protocols that are in place and a lot of uh, PPE that like is required when certain instances happen. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's not quite as, as rough as people think it is for us because we like, make sure that we clean stuff before or after we've got the proper gear to go in um just like a surgeon would for surgery when we need to go into somebody that has covid so um our department did has done really well keeping us up to date that's awesome that's awesome so so like uh your background and what you do and you know your background and uh what you did previously now how's that uh how do those mindsets come to play when um, working with everyone that you work with in your gym? Um, it's actually been really cool because we come from two different perspectives. So I come from the perspective of what needs to happen on the daily basis live in the gym, uh, because that's what I've been doing for the past, you know, six years, just being a coach, 
and then being more so of like a head coach and the site manager. And then Gino comes in and he's got the business perspective and, and how like how we can be successful on the business side and maintain like helping upgrade stuff for the athletes, keeping the gym going and make sure that like, we're never going to be in a tight spot. So like that combination is like the perfect mesh for running CrossFit gym. That's awesome. Uh, now what people try to do it themselves too, you know, they want to be owner gym operator and, and head coach all at the same time. And even if that's your primary role, you're wearing so many hats that you're just going to start to slip through the cracks somewhere too. So it's definitely a team event to be able to, to do ownership on any type of company. Cause there's always one person that's working in the company. And then there's one person working on the company, you know, and, yeah. and have that, it, it makes a synergistic relationship much uh, more productive and easier to put more mental time towards the task that you're actually doing so that they have more quality and that comes out in in what the members see from us and i, I think that's why a lot of our community is so strong is because they can get more of us time in the right places and, and and that's why they like it definitely yeah so uh so like i mean you guys have been in and currently put yourself in uh so some pretty tough you know, um, uh, situations, uh, whether it's, you know, s serving overseas or running into a building and uh, to where like, there's a lot of, a lot of chaos going on. Uh, there, there's a lot on the line, you know, people's lives are on the line. And um, how, how has that, has that leadership kind of skills you've developed and grown over the years um, come into play in a situation like COVID-19 right now? Uh, just for me, uh, it helps me stay more calm under like, obviously <clears throat> the tough situations that we have to make. So, um, and also dealing with people that, you know, come to me with problems like, Hey, financially there's this, I've got this problem. Um, this is what I need help with. Um, it's, I, for me, it's easier to think on the fly, um, and let kind of the skills that I have just work instead of overthinking it. Okay. I think for me, it's, you know, it, I kind of treat it as like, you need a little bit of, I'll call it selfishness, even though I think it's kind of more than that of, you know, you can't help other people unless you help yourself first. And so if I'm not physically in a position, mentally in a position to be adequate, capable and ready to handle situations, then I can't help anybody. Um, so part of that's just, you know, your own regimen on your own time, not taking away from your family time to make yourself physically and mentally ready. Um, because then the external factors you deal with better once you aren't the issue in the equation. So when you can take yourself out of the equation, you can think much more clearly and calmly about any kind of situation. It doesn't matter if it's overseas or, or right in the living room, you know, there's situations that happen that become critical very quickly and, and bad decisions get made because you weren't mentally ready or you weren't physically ready to do it. And back where I used to work, we had this mentality of anytime you're going to breach a building or go into a room, just expect to be shot. Because if you expect it when it happens, because eventually it might, um, it's not as surprising and you'll actually do better in those situations, knowing that something's likely to happen, um, even if it doesn't. So it makes it easier to handle critical situations. Uh, 
thinking that, you know, it's not something you like to do all the time. You know, you can't think the worst all the time. I want to walk into my house and get right. capped, but <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a, as you do it over time, you kind of learn how to balance it with, you know, what's important and how not to be too surprised at situations mm -hmm. and, and overreact and, and kind of keep that steady. And, and a lot of people that, especially in leadership positions, rely on you to, to have the forward thought, to have the guidance to, and have vision to not only react to situations, but just even prior to that, prevent situations from happening in the first place. Like you shouldn't be in a place if you couldn't have good leadership, it should be protecting you from those bad types of places too. Absolutely. Now, um, is that something you, you talk with your members about much? Because like, I know like clinically from like my side of things, like getting people or uh, I think a lot of people out there um, tend to put everybody else first. And they tend to let their health and their fitness and their you know wellness and their time just kind of like be dumped down the drain. Um, and they run themselves down all the way to where they're, you know, they've got these chronic problems and they've got these uh, chronic, you know, healthcare problems. They're stressed out of, out of their mind. They're running from this place to that place to that place. And they're kind of operating on, on like that 25%. Um, do you ever talk to them about that uh, concept of making sure that you're, you know, like, taking care of yourself first so that you can really help others? Uh, so I've had multiple conversations with members um, based on, and I, you can see it just from class performance, um, walk up and, and just, Hey, what's going on? We've had people that, you know, are diehard gym members that don't show up for a week and you got to call them and reach out to them and, and give them almost a solution. Sometimes um, specific example, we had a lady that works in the healthcare field, um, that was diehard gym member and didn't show up to the gym for like a week, called her, didn't get anything. Second week, I was like, hey, just come in and talk to me. Came in, she was like, my new schedule, she flipped to nights, um, is crazy. And so I kind of gave her the perspective of like, hey, maybe you need to think about it as like your day has now changed just because the time frame is different doesn't mean that like your regular 24 hour day is any different. You just need to adjust when the time frame is. And she did way better with that. So um, a lot of uh, a lot of seeing and, and reaching out to members is is the key. You can tell performance wise when they come to the gym, what's going on with them. Um, you can see how fast they move. You can see the scores that they post that maybe aren't on par with what they normally do. And, and that's when you reach out. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you have some personal experience with uh, your, your day game flipped on its head. Uh, Tons. So uh, when I started um, with the fire department, I used to work um, at the downtown station and I rode what's called a squad truck. And so the squad truck is basically a four door F-250 pickup truck that goes to all the medical calls first. Okay. Um, so that way it doesn't wear and tear on the big engine. Um, Cause you know, an F-250 pickup trucks, way cheaper than a giant fire engine, right? Um, and you're, you're talking like almost in the $200,000 different range, right? So yeah. um, the station that I was at happened to run to lots of the um, uh, in need shelters and ran all over the city. So I'd be up three or four times at night, every night. And so it'd be like, hey, you got three hours of sleep spaced out through this, you know, eight hour sleep night. Um, so what are you going to do the next day when you get off work and have to run a gym? So, 
<laughs> and yeah, and still maintain my fitness, right? Yeah. So um, you just you just have to pre-plan for that. You have to know that when I get off work, I'm going home. I'm going to sleep from this time to this time. I have to be at the gym from this time. Here's my time to fitness. You know, and just and make sure you have a good schedule. Otherwise, you get lost. Yeah, the 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 buddy system and the partnering too is also a big factor in that too. Because there's two things that I think are the most motivating. It's someone else staring at you when you're supposed to be doing something and you're not. And music are really huge motivators to to you have to really just decide whether you're going to do it or not. And then the time is going to make itself. So if you've decided truly that you're going to do something, it'll happen. You just have to figure out when you're going to put it in. And the only reason it won't happen is because you either chose not to do it or there wasn't a person there or some kind of motivation to get you to finish what you said you were going to do. So I think those are big, big factors in like actually putting it into practice and getting it done. So yeah, that's rehab, fitness, uh, nutrition, any kind of stuff like that it has a huge factor into it. And, and I think a lot of people just they don't make that first step of deciding, yes, I'm going to do it. And if they do, there's not another person there that they did it in front of publicly that can say you did or didn't do it. So, um, you know, it's, it's a huge thing to take it outside of you and, and put it into someone else as a trust to be accountable for you, you know, as well. Yeah. Um, something that I always think about is if I'm not doing it, how am I supposed to tell everybody else to do it? Yeah. So like, if I'm not working out five days a week, how am I supposed to tell anybody else, hey, CrossFit's good for you. Do it five times a week, right? Because I'm not doing it. Or um, at our gym, we have scales. So there's level one through four, and it's based on where you're at fitness-wise. Level one is for, like, super elite people or people like, you know, that lift a ton of weight, right? Um, but there's a level four that even if we anybody scales down to level four, it doesn't mean you're going to get a bad workout. So if you tell people this, but you never do it, you know, how much validity does it have? Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's so crucial. You know, like one practicing what you preach and, um, you know, like being kind of, kind of leading from the front, right. And, uh, you know, showing people that, that it does take a team and like learning how to like rely on the people next to you and like, uh, take ownership for who, who you are and, and like what your job is. But at the same time, like, no, it's okay that, um, you know, like sometimes we all need help and we need that teammate uh, to, you know, go into the building with us or, uh, you know, uh, uh, do all the crazy stuff you guys did over, over across seas. And, um, or, you know, like, yourself. no, <laughs> you know, you're never by yourself when you do those things. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, like fitness and like health and wellness is the same thing. And, and like, from from my side of things, like I mean, I've I've been in CrossFit now for the last decade. Uh, started back in 2010, um, and uh, you know, back when I think the only two gyms in the area were CrossFit Local and CrossFit Durham. Back like, uh, do you guys know like Sarah Dunsmore? Yeah, yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's back when like Dunsey owned uh, on a CrossFit Local. Yeah, back <laughs> back in those days, and um. Like, like I, I think they went to like the games in like 2009 or something, right? With like yeah, she, she run, she uh, won these, um, the ranch, seven uh, k. Oh, really? Really? I didn't. I didn't uh, know. Yeah. And man, I haven't seen Sarah in so long. She's such an awesome person, though. 
She just had two kids. She's got two twins. Yep. She just had twins. Really? Yep. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so like, uh, and man, and like, that's like one of the beauties about CrossFit, right? It is like, you know, like from just hearing you guys talk, it's very apparent that, you know, like the gym's more than just, you know, a place that you go. Like, like it's a, it's a family, it's accountability. It's, you know, like you go work out with your brothers and sisters and, you know, and uh, you have guidance and, uh, you know, and, and, and it's just a place more than just a place of fitness, but also a place of just like gathering. Um, is that, is that kind of the feel that you guys try and build over at Brave? Yeah, I think it kind of happens naturally too. Like a lot of these things you want to have foresight on too, but a lot of, you just don't know, right? Especially for new gym owners, it's not something that just is obvious and comes to you one day. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this and implement it, right? It's more of a, a you know, being able to recognize human behaviors and see what's affecting positive change and then kind of structurally building it into the gym in a way that's going to impact more than one person. So I could take one person's success and bring it throughout the entire gym in, in different ways because everybody's a little bit different you know, everybody's going to receive things different ways, but um, good is good, you know, and people are going to take different types of goods and yeah. You know, try to stack up as many as you can for somebody to make sure it's valuable to them and, and that they're getting something out of it. So I think that's, it's good. You know, like Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, now, now I'm going to, I'm going to ask you guys both this because, um, you know, like, I, like I'm curious, like if it's going to be the same answer for you guys or uh, if it's going to be slightly different or, uh, and, and how you guys mesh those or these together. But, uh, uh, Gino, let's uh, start with you. Um, what's your why? Uh, why why be a be a gym owner? Um, why you know go into uh, doing what you do? Mm. Why? Well, I would say one of my biggest weaknesses as a person is human interaction. And you have a ton of that at a gym. And so for me it was doing something that I don't have the best tendencies to do, but it forces me to do it. So that was one way to be involved in something where I could really, you know, help myself because I am able to help other people do this stuff because I wanted to pick something that was a cause that I knew was going to be more than just about myself and helping other people, but at the same time, help me build as a person too. Because again, it's, it's a selfish way to think about it but if I can help more people because I'm getting better myself then I'm going to be able to help not just our gym but other people which is yeah. why we started a, a new brand called Ecos it's everyday community of superheroes so it's it's a way to step outside of our gym too and start grabbing more people along the way and I don't think we would have been able to do it if I hadn't tried to do this and I think that's why I think I decided to, to say yes and and do it was that it was going to help me as a person build a characteristic I needed uh, to be able to help more people. So. Man, uh, that's awesome. You know, like, you know, I think that says like, that is like leading from the front from a, you know, like on multiple different levels. Right. And like showing people that, you know, step outside your comfort zone, you know, work on trying to improve yourself and improve your weaknesses every single day. And, um, you know, like, 
ultimately as you work to improve yourself, like you're able to have such a positive impact on so many other people's lives uh, and help, help them change, change their lives. Uh, so, you know, man, that's awesome. And I, I think it's also too, there's gotta be some kind of personal risk in it. Right. <laughs> and like, you have people's lives in your hands like that. And the, the more there are, like the more weight you feel. And so like, it's a, it's a mix of like personal risk, but also just like human risk. Like there, there's a lot of people that rely on you now too. And voluntarily putting yourself in those positions, right. It comes with some kind of like mental weight that, you know, somebody has got to carry and yeah, the more of that weight you can carry, the less other people have to. And we want to carry as much weight as we can. That's what CrossFit's all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the most yeah. Weight, but sometimes it's human weight and people and it doesn't always have to be 45 pounders. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> sometimes it's more than others. Yeah. More than 45s than others. Yeah. yeah. Gino, that's awesome, man. Uh, David, what about you? So I've always wanted to own a gym since I was seven. Okay, nice. Oh, so uh, my mom used to be kind of a bodybuilder, okay. and I was the kid that had to sit and watch, and that, like, fueled my fitness fire, um, so getting the, uh, the opportunity to, like, truly be an owner in a gym, and, uh, and of course, like, it's always, what do you believe in? So I was the bodybuilding workouter before CrossFit. I had no like crazy results, if that makes sense. I started CrossFit like a year later, like everybody was like, oh, look, you finally grew into your body. Like, it's nice that you filled out. And I was like, thanks. Should have been doing this years ago. Because uh, I, I did have opportunities before CrossFit to like join, before I started to join CrossFit. And I was like, nah, it's, you know, it's, it's just uh, circuit training on steroids, right? Whatever, right? It's not that big a deal. Um, but Helping people is really like what I love to do. Um, I thrive on personal interaction and the improvement of people. So that for me does it in a nutshell. Nice. Yeah. Nice. No, I mean, obviously there's, you know, selfish reasons like it's fun to lead from the front. It's, it's fun to be titled a gym owner, like all that stuff. But really it's like seeing somebody go from 15 medications to like seven that's like man it's nuts yeah all right it's a little bit emotional but oh no no man that man, man that's that's so awesome man um you know it, it shows that you really care about you know everything that you do and um like man i've i've had this conversation i, I think with a, a lot of people and i actually feel like you guys should be considered part of the healthcare field. Like, like too often you guys, you know, like the fitness community, you know, especially the CrossFit among communities are overlooked by health healthcare providers when honestly, like you guys have the most contact and the most impact um, on more people. So like you guys, you know, like one person might, might come to see me, right? But you guys have 20 people in your class and over a hundred people in your gym and, and you're saying, you know, like, Oh, like if I can help all these people, like guide them, guide their lives and play the long game and be able to, you know, improve slowly every single day and, you know, get off seven medications. Like, like dude, that is, that's amazing. Like, um, like, like, like that's, you know, it's something I think that gets overlooked a lot because, 
um, just the just the way our medical system is shaped, right? And uh, it really pisses, <laughs> it really pisses me off personally whenever I um, hear other providers like say, "Oh, CrossFit's bad. Like, like you shouldn't go to the gym. Like, you're just gonna get hurt." Uh, you know, why are you doing that crazy stuff? Like, you don't, you don't need to, you know, hold a barbell over top of your head. True, true, true story. I, I had a debate one time with a colleague on if you should snatch or not. <laughs> and, and, uh, she, she, she was like, you should never squat with something over top of your head. And I was like, why not? You know, like, like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, like, like it's, uh, the expression of the human body. And like you're you're telling all these people to stop going to the gym and stay out of the gym and like they're more broken down they're less functional like their blood panels are worse they eat eat like crap because they don't even have any kind of got it and then and they're a medical professional is telling them to stop going to a place which then is going to have a globally amazing impact on their health like like that that just doesn't make sense to me yeah. And so for our gym, we've had, you know, several people that have lost over a hundred pounds. That's um, awesome. And kept it off. Um, we got a lady, her name is uh, Pam. She's had the best blood work she's had in years recently. And she's in her fifties, I think. Pam, don't get mad at me for saying your age, but, <laughs> uh, but she's like, oh, I've had, I've had the best physical I've had in years from, you know, the last six years of doing CrossFit. That is awesome. So that's that is awesome. You know, my uh, dad, my, my mom and dad are both uh, in their 60s now. And, uh, man, I've been trying, like, I got them to join a local, you guys ever heard of CrossFit um, Vitality down in Concord? I've heard of it, yeah. So uh, they live right near that gym. And uh, Steve, the gym owner there, is like a really good, good buddy of mine. It's actually the first place I started coaching. And um, I uh, got them to join his, like, boot camp. And, and they did it for like six months and then they kind of dropped off and man, like every time I talk to them, you know, probably at least, I, you know, probably at least once a week I mentioned them like, guys, like, when are you guys going to go back over to the gym? And, uh, because, because, you know, like dad is, uh, he has some, you know, chronic problems like that, uh, that diabetes and, um, you know, high blood pressure. And I'm like, dad, like, if you just go, like, like, like you're going to be in such a better place in 10 years. And, um, so like like for for you guys like if if someone comes to you who has all of these chronic problems and uh you know maybe they haven't worked out in five or ten years and they contact you guys and say hey like uh, i'm kind of interested in this but i'm scared out of uh, my mind and um like i just don't think i can do it because i'm not that guy named you know rich froning on espn like like I can't, I can't do that. Right. So like, uh, how do you guys approach those people? And then like, what kind of processes do you guys do to, um, help someone uh, integrate into your family? Uh, so it's, it's simple. We have a conversation with them and the biggest thing I tell them is, Hey, why don't you come in on a day that I'm going to be there and not coaching? And why don't you meet me? And they come in and they're like, they look around the gym and they're like, Oh, everybody in here looks normal. And it's like, yeah, like nobody looks like chisel people on TV. Like that's not a real thing in most CrossFit gyms. You know, you might have one person that's got 16 abs, but like it's one out of like a hundred, right? 
Yeah. Um, so they come in and you just walk them through and you kind of say, Hey, look, like here's the options that we have to make it easy. And look, there's people that are actually making it easy. Like here's, here's a five pound dumbbell. I think you can lift this cause you lift a soup can, right? Yeah. Um, and then we do have a boot camp class too. So we do have that. It's CrossFit without barbells. We just call it boot camp. So we do have that scaled down option for them, for them to just walk in the gym and say, I've never done this. Um, so let me join the class. So the other option too, though, is everybody in our community is welcoming no matter what your skill level is. Um, and, and where your age, fitness, skill level, like it has, it has no reference. No one really cares. Everybody just wants to have a good time and work out together. So yeah on the mental side too we do things to help it make it easy for them to transition in like we do this question of the day and so it's just a non-invasive way to get people talking and meet each other so everybody during every class has to say hey this is my name and here's what i think about the question of the day and sometimes that's the funniest part of the whole day because people <laughs> very interesting answers and you can read people's personalities figure out who might be a good friend to link up with and then you know it kind of helps naturally build that like camaraderie around hey this isn't such a weird awkward place it's not like a, a bro gym where like you gotta wait for the bed so you don't talk to anybody and then like you know it's it's just an easier way to you know push them a little bit but not so hard that they're scared or, and they're good. So it's, uh, yeah yeah like one of those gyms where everyone walks around like yeah oh right so like Head headphones in, never ne never making eye contact. Yeah, and, uh, you know that's the. Yeah, we have no mirrors at the gym. Yeah, zero <laughs> mirrors. You have to go do curls in the bathroom if you want mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true. Okay, true, true story. Um, I've a I've a buddy. Uh, you guys ever heard of the company Strength Ratio? Mm -hmm. Uh, so Zach. Zach Greenwald, um, he's up in Asheville. He owns like a gym up there. It's, um, he, he's not affiliated, but he is, uh, it's, a, it's essentially, uh, they do a lot of strength training, uh, conditioning. Uh, he, he coaches a lot of CrossFit athletes and a lot of Olympic weightlifters and powerlifters and things of that nature. And uh, um, essentially, you wouldn't know that it wasn't CrossFit unless uh, you really took a deeper dive into it. Um, but, uh, I lived with him whenever we went to Chapel Hill and, uh, we were at CrossFit local at the time. Uh, he was coaching, I was a member and, uh, he, he went in the bathroom and he took, uh, like 25 or 30 pounds weights and he went in there and started doing curls and we were like, Zach, what are you doing, man? And, uh, he was like, man, if I did these out here, everyone would just trash me. <laughs> and uh actually at the gym that that we uh met at that i used to coach at um there was one bathroom and it was right into the gym so you could open the door and in the gym do curls and look at yourself in the mirror like 25 feet away so nice we had a we had a few members that uh would be like what are you doing like i'm just doing curls i'm like oh you got to get the mirror view i got it <laughs> nice um so so well so like how when you look at uh you know like it sounds like you guys are doing a lot for the gym and like you guys you know in your mission so like with COVID-19 and um 
what are some things you guys are doing to really live out your, your, your missions personally and also for the gym? Uh, yeah, well, I would say first and foremost, we're going to survive. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of it is, uh, you know, we're, we're luckily in a position to have some runway with not dying, which is great. Um, yeah. and that's partly because of our community and our gym membership, I'd say almost entirely because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's, you know, we want to make sure that that's known, right? Because a lot of people, they get in this, you know, what's going to happen in this kind of question mark mode. And that can be really troubling for people because we're not only, you know, they're considering it as their family's going to be, you know, disbanded and, and run out. So like, you know, making assurances that, you know, we're going to stick it out for as long as possible and, and survive that and, and have the ability to, um, in a lot of ways is, is a huge piece of this. Huge. And, um, and, yeah. That also goes into not just the community, but the business side that we've, that we've built on the back side of this. And that's accredited a lot to Gino on this, but having that, that forward thought of like, financially, what are we doing? How long are we going to survive? What do we need to do to make sure that we can make it to give people the family to come back to is huge. So on the backside, that's been a huge burden and focus from our end too. And, and for the members, I, I would just say that, you know, they shouldn't know about any of that, right? Like they should only know that we're here and we're available, we're open and we're doing a lot of things differently um, and not necessarily in a bad way. We've had some victories. Uh, we actually partnered up with another gym and started free community wads on Saturdays. So anybody can join and send it to your family members um, you can log into Zoom and be on there with 30 or 40, 50 people mm -hmm. and get a free workout in that requires no equipment. Um, so we actually did a first run of this with another CrossFit gym yep. on Tar Heel. And, and we're able to do a partner workout where your partner is actually on the other side of Zoom from another gym. Oh, that's all. You're meeting a new person and you're having to coordinate working. You know, technology is a burden, but it's also like a challenge to like, I got to be able to do this because if I don't, I'm going to fail this other person I don't know. And like, it creates this sense of purpose that, you know, when you see it, you're not only still building community, but you're also, you know, getting people back to the gym in their own homes. And, and it's a way to, you know, continue the mission despite the, the issues. You know? Yeah. And, and what people don't what people don't know about zoom calls is while it is like a separate thing because you're at home it actually is really helpful for doing some of these like hard crossfit workouts that nobody wants to do by themselves um so i know yes. like when when i'm personally on shift i log into our our 1 p.m class and i do the class with people in the in the bay next to the fire truck and there's been some workouts that i'm like I would have never, I would have never finished thing by myself. So, but somebody somewhere is watching me and, and maybe other people on this zoom call. So I'm going to keep going. Um, but other, awesome. other than zoom calls, we've, uh, we started a program to kind of give back to the members too. Um, we call it brave bucks and we have daily, weekly challenges, uh, for them to accomplish, um, that they can like just fun stuff to do. Um, whether it's a mobility challenge, a fitness challenge. Um, right now we're doing Brave Bingo. So, okay. So there's 25 squares. Obviously it's regular bingo, vertical. You got 12 times to uh, get an entry in to win 
uh, two fifty dollars gift cards uh, to Brid. So nice. That's been super fun. We had uh, we had the odd object lift. Um, we had um, the odd object Turkish get up, which was super interesting to do. David lifted up his fiance in a Turkish get up and uh, actually made some pretty big headlines and got approached by a major media company to do a viral video because of it. Oh. Man, 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 David, I thought you were going to lift up Gino. <laughs> I would be a Turkish earth down. Instead of a <laughs> so I did think about that, making a pulley system that you can yeah. see in the video. Yeah. Go with the Matrix. But yeah, um, so those are a lot of fun things. We do a happy hour um, every week on Friday. Nice. Um, so it's a time to just come. The first one had a lot of people and was kind of scattered because was, I'm not a... Uh, not super familiar with Zoom at the time. Uh, now we've had kind of themes, so we've had a couple speakers on there to kind of let people know like, hey, you're interested in this topic. Let's talk about it from uh, someone that's outside of the people that you know every day. That's uh, awesome. So, and this week we're doing uh, Brave, uh, not Brave, we're doing trivia at happy hour. What's the, what's the topics? You guys, uh, Five rounds, 10 okay. questions each. And they're going to be like movies, sports, um, a bunch of other stuff. But those are, the, those are the two that we've, those are the first two categories that we've completed already. Nice. So, uh, and I've tested them out. I know absolutely nothing about movies. <laughs> so it's going to be really good. Nice. Man, uh, one of the only shows I watch on TV is um, I'm, uh, Jeopardy. And uh, oh, it's a nightly occurrence over here. So yeah, seven o'clock so, around where uh, nobody's doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we eat, eat dinner, watch Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and then we go to bed. <laughs> that, that is the exact thing we do at the firehouse. It's the news, <laughs> Jeopardy, and then Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. When you get something right at the firehouse that they don't get right, everybody likes to let everybody know that's playing Jeopardy how dumb they are. <laughs> <laughs> and you really only get one question out of like the 50 that are offered. Yeah. 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 Every now and then I'll like throw out a random guess and I'll, I'll get it right. And my wife would just, just look at me like, how did you know that? I'm like, you know, just, uh, knew yeah. it. but yeah, you're, you're welcome. I'm just that smart. Right. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, so, so, so guys, like, uh, for, for people watching this, uh, they've got to know you in the gym, and, um, you know, uh, I'm sure they're going to be interested in, you know, and finding more out about you guys and uh, meeting you guys personally. So um, what are some ways that they can get in touch with you? Uh, so biggest way is our website, uh, CrossFitBrave.com. Um, that's got tons of information on there. Um, it's got a, a phone number on there that you can call or text. Um, it's got emails on there uh, that you can send to us. Uh, info at CrossFitBrave.com or David at CrossFitBrave.com is definitely the best two ways to get out to us. Um, what else can you think of? We got our Instagram page too, so you can kind of see what we're up to. Um, it's a pretty active page, so we we do a lot of posting because a lot of the challenges that we do, like for example, we did one where you have to do a, a handstand uh, and put a T-shirt on <laughs> while you're in a handstand. Oh. 
just to get some active shoulders in and you know make it a little challenging but even for not being able to do it we give people break bucks for just the attempts and posting the video on social media so uh, you can check out some of those pass and fails for yourself on instagram and and uh, and check it out because uh, some of them are you, you might spend some time there <laughs> laughing a little awesome. bit now did did you see the um uh simone biles version of it no is it on one finger and one hand <laughs> no she, she took off her pants yep i have i've seen a few videos of that where people like take off shirts take off pants it's probably with no wall with a, yeah freestanding <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like she she had no no wall next to her it it was perfect just like you know like went from having sweatpants on over top of shorts and the sweatpants all the way off and uh doing it all while being upside down it was it was pretty awesome that's that's definitely incredible outside yeah outside. yeah we like <laughs> yeah uh somebody said that that's what i should do after i posted my video and i was like yeah uh <laughs> no <laughs> gino you you should give that one a try man yeah i, I will try <laughs> <laughs> in the crash mat. I think I'll dent the fall. So I fell off a skateboard and cracked my neighbor's uh, sidewalk one time. So did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so uh, do, do you know my one of my neighbors on uh, on my street? Uh, if you ever meet him, he's a super cool guy. Uh, he lives a few houses down and. He's got like a little like I want to say like four year old son, and man, they are always out there. Like he's, I saw him one time doing a run, pulling his son like in the pouring rain one time, and just and like man, they're always out there skateboarding, shooting hoops, all, all that stuff. It was yeah. the last Sunday I, I looked at him, and he had just like just huge scrapes on his arms and elbows. <laughs> And it was, it was like, man, I just just took up trying to trying to ride a skateboard. <laughs> and uh, man, he had to get harder a few times. Yeah. So I got a um, I got a games champion in the house too. He broke his collarbone on on the hill. So did he? Fun. Oh yeah, it's been. Uh, uh, his bike. Oh, he's trying to skateboard also, and he figured out what speed wobbles are. So. <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. oh man, uh, I'm glad that's that. That's all that happened, you know. Yeah. Like, man, that's a so that's a the the hill right right near the house. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a pretty big one. Oh yeah. There's certain things at certain ages you just shouldn't try. <laughs> just <gonna throw> that <laughs> out and and for me, skateboarding is one of them. Yeah. I've reached the peak age where I'm I'm not going to try it because I will also have no cob bones. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're you're a little bit higher off the ground. You gain a little bit more speed on the way down. Yeah, I don't recover quite as fast. I think that's the main thing. That, yeah. You know, I'm I'm a little bit past the age where I just bounce back. So. Yeah. Awesome guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me uh, today. I'm gonna put all your stuff in the show notes uh, so that everyone can uh, you know reach out to you guys. Um, and uh. Keep, just a one last thing, tell everyone like where you're located at inside Cary. So we are actually downtown Cary across uh, Harrison from the train station. 
So we're like in the heart of old school downtown, downtown Cary. We're tucked behind some houses in an old peanut roasting factory. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a little gravel road to get there. Um, but once you get there, the outside of the building could seem a little off, but the inside looks way different. So it's like walking into that restaurant that you're like, mm, maybe this isn't great. And then you're like, whoa, I didn't realize this was here. Uh, but the heart of downtown Cary, um, we're you know right across from the train station. Awesome, awesome. So uh, even if they're out of town, they can just jump on the train and bring it on in. They are welcome to come anytime, uh, especially when we open back up. <laughs> uh, we do have first time free classes. So if anybody wants to try us out, they're welcome to come for a free class. Um, and then, you know, we work with people on uh, getting a membership. Yeah, and awesome. Don't forget we got the free Saturday wads too for anybody that wants to do it. So free um, Zoom Saturdays, just yeah. reach out to us. Awesome, yeah. Um, do you guys just have, have like a link for that or? Uh, is yeah, it just sign up right on the website too. There's a free Saturday wad class you can go right off the website. Yeah, just go to our schedule page, uh, go to the Saturday class, sign up for it, and then I reach out to people and send them the email for the Zoom link. Awesome, awesome, man. So uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Man, it was a blast having you guys. Thank you um, for having us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I look forward to uh, chatting with you guys and working with you guys in the future. Yeah. Thanks. We'd love it. Uh, awesome. Awesome, guys. Uh, guys, this is Dr. Tennessee, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found the content useful, and I hope it helps you avoid an unneeded surgery uh, or an unneeded injection in the future. Now, in practice, my goal is to save 1 million active individuals from the unneeded surgeries, injections, and pain meds that they don't need while helping them stay active and performing the activities that they love to do. Now, guys, I cannot reach that many people all by myself. I really need your help. So if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends, with your families, or with anyone who you feel really needs to hear it. By doing so, you may just save that person from an unneeded surgery or injection that they really do not need. If you're not following me yet on social media, find me on Instagram at drtank underscore dpt and on Facebook at ground to overhead physical therapy. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to Seeing you guys here again next time on the Move With Tank podcast.